Hey everyone, Eric Watson here. What follows is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live on my YouTube channel every week at youtube.com slash c slash roguewatson or just search roguewatson on YouTube. This actual play series is not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you would like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. Anybody ever grabbed a recliner off of a curbside pickup before? <laughs> That's another one I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch no. mattresses. I wouldn't touch Nothing couches upholster, or recliners. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Any fabric is like Gross. no go. Yeah, you're definitely gonna get bed bugs. Where one good will would take my couch. I was highly offended. Well, no, even like when I was donating our couch to Habitat for Humanity, they wouldn't take upholstered couches. It had to be leather. That's fair. I, 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 I agree. Why are you laughing so much? Do you not... This goes over the intro, you, that's why. Yeah, do, you not, do you not find this conversation fascinating? <laughs> <laughs> we we cold opens and, you know, yep. upholstered... Upholstered... <laughs> this is, this is what happens when you're in your 30s, okay? This is your conversation now. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and at tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to our weekly live-streamed Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition online role-playing adventures. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friends, Chris, playing Valrobin, the Eladrin Bard of Eloquence. Will not take your recliner from the curbside pickup. Will That's not. his motto. <laughs> Heather playing Frey, the halfling barbarian of the beast. You had to be there to get that reverence. I I will take all of the ceramic pots. Rochelle playing Celeste, the half orc sun soul monk. I will clean all the ceramic pots. <laughs> uh, Raymond will not be joining us tonight, uh, playing Edmund, the human alchemist artificer. Reese playing Thimbleweed, the gnome swarm keeper ranger. Uh, Thimbleweed would definitely get his furniture off the roadside chat. Yeah. We stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. Watch all of our D&D live series as well as reviews and Let's Plays on my YouTube channel. Read weekly session recaps at roguewatson.com. Watch my behind-the-scenes No Players Allowed live series, Crafting Icewind Dale, every Thursday. Head on over to our live post-session discussion at Frostside Chat after our show tonight. You can also listen to all these live D&D shows with the Rogue Watson podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter. Everyone should tell Eric happy birthday because it was his yeah. birthday yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you now? Twenties. I'm cutting again. Yeah. You gave it away. We're all in our thirties. That's true. How dare you? But that's that's a nice that's a nice healthy range to be in. I feel like it's getting We're not in healthy it's getting anymore. less and less healthy the the more birthdays I see though. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson. Uh, thank you. And join our official Discord server. I'm an unhealthy mid-30. Link in the description <laughs> below. <laughs> I don't know if I can still salmon my mid-30s anymore. Is the can't, bummer. You can't. No, you can't. it's no. The, it's, I can't. it's. We had this discussion yesterday, honey. Yeah. You're in the late 30s. Mid is anywhere between 32 and 38. It's mid. mid 30, and then you're you're early um, late 30s. Yeah. Back to differ. 33 is not mid 30s. That does not fall in that. No, range. we have to compromise on this. You get three years each. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewanson. Shout out to new patron this week, Chad. 
For our campaign, we use Roll20.net for video chat. We use Discord for streaming. I use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Our music is by Kevin McCloud, and our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. Yeah, hopefully uh, folks saw the cool crafting stream this week. I did special giveaways to celebrate my birthday. I give unto you. Previously on Icewind Dale, Ram of the Frostmaiden. Lord. Bray woke. It's like Christmas in July. That's right. It's every year. D&D Jesus. It's better than having a birthday on Christmas. Man, that would suck. Oh, that, that would suck. That's the absolute worst. That would be the worst. Lead you to become a bitter, bitter man. <laughs> <laughs> hates everyone very much. <laughs> Previously on Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, Frey woke in the early hours of the morning to the sounds of battle. She raced downstairs to find gray-skinned dwarves attacking the inn and kidnapping the people inside. She battled one of the dwarves, easily defeating him as he tried to flee, and dragged his unconscious body to the rest of the party who had camped out at the general store. The shocked marshals interrogated the Dwergar, learning of far grander and more sinister plot behind these robberies, as the prisoner spoke of building a kingdom and of a dragon. Balravin failed to magically charm the prisoner, but they learned they could follow the tracks of the others to a nearby outpost. Bray executed the dwarf, and the party set out to follow the tracks. After, you a, few, coming. <laughs> after a few miles, the tracks led to an outpost built into a hill with a bunker watching the entrance and path upward. Thimbleweed carefully maneuvered around the bunker and saw an unguarded path. The others followed as they sneaked around the back of the bunker and under the open windows of the outpost, finding a frozen stream that ran underneath. Bray and Thimbleweed crawled into the tunnel and up to a nearby well, emerging inside the keep. The inside was mostly empty, save for a couple cages, one of which held a pair of goats, and the other an undead ogre, who begins growing upset at the sight and smell of these new intruders. We begin kind of in the middle of action. Yeah. Now, at the moment, you are not in combat. But... Right now, only two of us are in there, right? Yes, only Fran yeah, and Thimbleweed. Still, okay. have, you, you saw them go in to crawl into this tunnel space. Then they won't even have to crawl, mate. <laughs> but no, I walked. It's still, you know, it's a it's a tunnel, and they and you two emerged into this uh, keep, which um, I don't know. I think Frey, you just have your dark vision on from the axe, and then Thimbleweed mm-hmm. just have dark vision on anyway. So, but you guys can tell it's normally actually dark in here. Um, and you see the large. Uh, main entrance to your south with a drawbridge spanning across like a pit. And then um, a doorway to your east, and the keep just kind of continues on. It's very large interior. Um, but to our immediate surroundings are cages, some with goats and some with an undead ogre, who now is has, you know, raised his head, just, you know, rotting flesh, um, maybe even chunks of... Uh, debris and and wood shards and things sticking out uh one eye just missing rotted away um appears to be looking up and almost doing like an animalistic smelling thing and it's look like it is growing agitated i'm gonna dig in my little pack and just like throw some rations at its feet see if i can distract it 
To make it look at the goats. Look at the goats. Look at the goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you're, you're throwing food at him? Yeah. Uh, what Frey thinks is food. Okay. Okay. Um, he, it, it, uh, looks down and immediately starts getting curious about the kind of food that you have thrown it. Um, and does appear to, do you throw it to where he can, he can grab the food? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it does that. It kind of greedily, very much kind of animalistic, um, snatches at this food and begins to, um, chomp on it, um. What appears from the pack as it pulls something from the pack that you threw at it? What do you mean? What does it pull out as food? Oh, it uh, it pulls out... Um, what does so it look with, like? It's kind of mangy looking. It's It's definitely not probably what anyone else would consider to be a really delicious snack. Um, kind of just like looks like a beef jerky type of of yeah. of look. Dead animals in your backpack. I mean, it's it's right. She's a she's, she's got all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Yeah, she's got all kinds of stuff that she's uh she's carrying around in there. So I mean, it it, it kind of looks a little bit like it's on its way to being beef jerky. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you see the the zombie pull that out. Then, it looks disgusting, and it pulls out and seems to greedily begin uh, munching on it. And for the most part, that seems to mo- zombie does. Yeah. Okay. Whatever th- Frey threw at it Sorry, seems I was to be distracted for a second there with the loud printer. Is that what it was? I, I was trying to print my character sheet because there's too many things on it already for me to see it properly on my laptop. So I'm sorry for being dedicated <laughs> to the cause. He cares too much. I care too much. <laughs> my, my only flaw. Well, yeah. <laughs> Someone said I worked too hard. <laughs> uh, all right. So at the moment, uh, that zombie seems to be satisfied. You're not quite sure how much time that will bring you, but that is the situation. Uh, and Thimble, I did. Go ahead. Uh, I speak with animals last time. You did, indeed. All right. <laughs> um, for ten minutes, you can communicate and verbally... You can comprehend and communicate with beasts. Goats, what crime you've committed to be caged up like this? The, <laughs> the goats cock their heads at you. Um, and one of them says, Oh! Stolen! Danger! Good goat! The, the other goat kind of does like the goat equivalent of a shrug when it says good goat. <laughs> what can you tell me about this place? Um, smells bad! Dark! Scary. And why is your companion rotting? Uh, they both nervously kind of look at look at the zombie and then look at you. Smell dead. You know why they put him in the cage? Um. 
<laughs> the goats have a mode of existential crisis. Why are any of us in a cage? Would you like to be out of the cage? Really, really testing the goats' cognition here. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Bring us in together, we can rule the universe. My best friend was a goat growing up. You knew Timmy? Did you hear that? He knew Timmy. Timmy fell in a well. His name is not Timmy. <laughs> to the goats, there are no other goats. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we should be aware of? Any dangers? Don't do drugs. Um, I never have, and I never no. will. Small. But they know what a dwarf is. <laughs> Small people. Mean. If we release you, are you going to attack us immediately? Uh, they look at each other and, and they shake their heads. Are you goat? No, but my best friend growing up, who was a goat, did that to me. <laughs> as soon as I released him from his cage. <laughs> We're gonna go into flashback to Thimbleweed's backstory. Thimbleweed <laughs> <laughs> right, well, had, had a goat in a cage that he thought was his best friend, and then the day he released him, <laughs> the goat immediately attacked. <laughs> was that Reese? Was that your secret? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. He sets his card down. There it is. <laughs> It's all on the table. Childhood goat betrayal. He <laughs> chose. He chose childhood goat betrayal. <laughs> I was so pleased at that one. All coming to fruition. <laughs> all right. Um. What kind of powers would that bestow? Exactly. Oh, Animosity to go with <laughs> mistrust. Um, if we release your friend, your rotting friend over here, will he attack us too? Not friend! Dead! Dead, huh? Hmm. Alright. Dead, big one, pet of... Small folk. Pet. Okay. All right, goats. Today is your day. I'll release you. Do not attack me. I'll let them out of the cage. You have our word as goats. A minute, the cage door opens. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help it. It's who we are. Take his wallet <laughs> and run. <laughs> Just maul you. <laughs> uh, you free them, and they very gingerly just kind of step out very warily. But they they still are keeping like their creepy like eyes. You know, they're wild. I I act like I know what goats have eyes. I don't really don't. But they're always looking at what this zombie is doing, basically in the corner. They seem to be very afraid of it. Okay. Goats have I got the eyes. zombie under control. It's fine. Freedom is down that well. If you can climb down it. Do you need a rope? 
Oh, we don't understand the word climb. <laughs> Wait, goats don't understand the word climb? Can you scale a ladder? We may be able to fashion a rope ladder. Goats can climb anything. We walk vertically. We don't climb. Walk <laughs> down this hole. Uh, they look nervously down the well and look over at you. Yes, yes, down there. Roy, by the way, your mic is doing a weird echoing thing. I don't know if the rest of you can hear that. Mm-hmm. No? I can't. I can't. Can I, it's like you got, like, concert hall mode on or something. Mm. Um, give me an animal handling check with persuasion because you are speaking goat. With if at any point he, if he fails this and the goats look like they're going to step back, Frey's just going to kick them down the well. Okay. Kicking goats down wells since 2021. <laughs> the goats appear nervous, but they also think that this might be their best uh, way of escaping the uh, giant dead thing. So <clears throat> they very carefully um, and do like a cool like goat skip down thing with those little foot, uh, those kind of natural stone handholds you all use to climb up. Well, Robin... You saw Frey and Thimbleweed enter this tunnel uh, maybe five minutes ago, and emerging from this tunnel, you see a pair of goats. <laughs> what? <laughs> My friends, have you been accursed? <laughs> what? What has happened to you? I am him. Uh, yeah, I, I assume the goats aren't actually talking to me. I mean, you can't understand them. You don't have to speak with animals. Uh, yes. You don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, while Robin has no idea what's going on, um, he'll kind of <laughs> call down the, the well a little bit once he sees their goats. Um, my, uh, my friends, is, are these... Creatures of your design. Pray I look at Thimbleween and go, shh. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind, I will My remind everybody, you were stealthing as far this way. Okay, yes, now. yes. Maybe, maybe not yelling. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe like a gentle, like, like. A stage whisper. the whole, yes, yes. Uh, um, My friends. <laughs> Paul Robin gives the gives the goat a dagger and a, and a leather jerkin. You're a tank now. That's right. Frey's gone. Someone has to be in the front. How are you with the blade? We'll just attach blades to their horns and just let them run. Oh God! That's really. That's that's really. It can't be. Uh, are you out there? Are you? Are you... are you them? The coat looks at you with soulful, meaningful eyes. My god. My friends! Um, but Robin will approach the goats to, like, give them a hug or just, like... <sighs> at least, like, like, lead them out of this tunnel. Roll an animal handling check, please. He's... Okay, but he's not going at them as if they're animals. He's going at them at them as if they are his friends. True, but your check will be determining how the animals <laughs> feel yes, about so your <laughs> advancement. Please, please let him crit this. Please There's let no him human. crit this. 
handling check. <laughs> human handling, please. <laughs> human handling. Human handling is just charisma. Yeah. All right, Paul Robin. Uh, somehow your body language, <laughs> you seem to are in one with the goats. And you reach down. What are you doing? Embracing the goat? Yep. Try, oh, like, okay. like, leading, As you trying do. to, like, like, lead them out of the tunnel. Like, like... Like 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 you help like an injured person out of a, out of a doorway sort of okay. sort of thing. The goats seem to to sm- from their point of view they seem to smell uh, thimbleweed and fray like they're rescuers on you, and seem to uh, generally be a little bit more calm. And from your point of view, you think you're helping a transformed fray and thimbleweed out of the tunnel. Can I uh, drop a rope down the ladder, or down the well? Down the well, sure. Yeah. They're taking a long time. Perhaps they need help. Ah, I'm not surprised. Alright, I drop a, a rope down the well to help them climb up. This is shocking. It's a trap! <laughs> they, they've transformed our friends and they're leading us to ruin! I'll, I'll whisper loudly down the well. Are, are you coming or what? Do you need help? I don't know what I don't know what the echo, man. <laughs> I don't I don't even hear it. I don't hear it anymore. I hear an echo. Yeah, I heard it just good. now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard it for a little while. Um, uh, Valravin, when he when he hears hears the the uh, uh, thimbleweed call out, he was just about to explain to uh, Celeste and Edmund that these are their <laughs> friends. <laughs> he's like leading them out. He's, oh, Celeste, Edmund, my friends, I have terrible news. This is, and then thimbleweed will call out. <laughs> <laughs> Extra goat friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. These are random goats. <laughs> Let us not tarry, and you goats be well. Freya called down the well. Are you idiots coming? Yes, yes, we're coming. Just a minor, minor distraction. <laughs> you didn't tell us there would be goats. Celeste is going to start uh, scrubbing Valravin's tunic because he's just been like. Cuddling goats, and that was yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. These are not very. Those goats have goats. been in. Yeah, yeah, they've been in a little pen for a while. They're, mm. they're not. Yeah, probably not the cleanest feet. Yep. I probably will let her. <laughs> yes, I, that was, um, in hindsight, not well thought out. Uh, hey, onward. Celeste with one of those like D and D versions of the sticky rollers, just trying yeah. to like get his clothes clean. Then, boy, you can have a point of inspiration for freeing the goats. Goat whisperer. And we will all, I, I assume we will all proceed. Sure. Or as Volrop will proceed inside. Yeah, you, you, as you crawl into this tunnel, you see a, uh, a well with now a rope leading down, and it's not, it's, it's not even uh, going to be a big deal. Even for you, you managed to go up the, you know, eight feet or something. Just like, just like gym class back in... Eladria or whatever the fuck right. you're from. <laughs> Golden. Golden. <laughs> um, and as the three of you emerge, you see that the ogre is finishing up his snack, so you feel like your time is uh, getting rather limited. Yeah, this is much worse than a goat curse. This so, is an undead creature. The inside, yeah, the inside of this keep is generally pretty empty, surprisingly, although large. Uh, you see doors to your east. Um, the keep continues to the west, and to the south is where the main entrance is, with a drawbridge spanning a very large pit. And then the 
large zombie in the cage. <clears throat> the goat said that the zombie was a pet of the dwarves. Yeah, well then, we don't want it coming out and fighting us, then do we? It's a, a dustile for now. Yes, well, perhaps we should um, leave its field of vision while it is docile, lest it choose to call its masters. We should get away from it. That's what I would say. Speak plainly. Yes. Uh, there's there's the door to the east. You said there's another door to the west? Uh, you can't really see. To the, it, it's just kind of the path oh, continues okay. to the west. Um Thimbleweed, you can see paths continue to the northwest and southwest, and then there's a door to the east. Yep. Which way do you suppose they would keep slaves that they have kidnapped? I assume they bring the slaves over to feed to the goats and the undead ogre. That's grisly, but likely accurate assumption. That's what I would do. What you would do if you had an undead ogre? <laughs> if I had slaves. <laughs> You'd feed them to an undead ogre. All right. Looks like we're kind of walking this way. Still a very <laughs> empty, yeah, very empty area. Um, you see a hallway. I um, uh, think to the east. Sure, yeah. You see a hallway going to the south, and then... Um, the keep continues to the northwest. Before we leave the ogre, Frey will pop another little snack thing in there. Okay, it looks like it was just finishing up, so it will... Yeah. Um, do, we, do we see her pulling dead animals out of her backpack, and is this a concern? It, it Whatever it looks like, doesn't, it does not look like normal food from your point of view, if you're paying attention. Well, if it's, if, yeah, let's say if a zombie's eating it, it's probably not exactly. like wheat rations. <laughs> it's not wheat rations. All right. Yeah, it's a way to being beef jerk. She's a wild woman. I'm not going to question it too much. <laughs> she wants to keep dead squirrels or whatever is in there. Uh, Thimbleweed, you see a long room divided in the middle by two open doorways that are empty. And then uh, to the south is a door. And to your southwest is a large iron lever. Pull the lever. Pull the lever. Trying to sneak. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna sneak up to the door and listen at the door. All right, give me a perception check. Um, you think at one? Wait, why are we? It it lagged on. Oh, okay, on me. I'll take the first one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you think at one point you might hear the sound of shuffling inside. Um, that's about all you can hear. I'll uh, sneak back and look. <clears throat> well, there's a, a metal lever and sounds like shuffling. Pull the lever! Crunk! <laughs> pull the lever! <laughs> what? What does that lever do? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. There is a drawbridge over there. One might reason that it activates that device. 
I um, see no other way. For the, for the drawbridge, you you did you do see. Um... Oh, <laughs> I took it back. <laughs> a way to. <laughs> a Yeah, there was like a uh, like a wheel basically, <laughs> like on the side you can okay. wind okay. to move it up and down. Never mind then, I have no idea what that lever does. <clears throat> um, perhaps we ought to um, see what's in the room before we uh, go pulling any loud levers. Just a thought. That's a quiet lever. <laughs> perhaps it is. Find out. All right, I'm gonna sneak back to the door and crack it open and see if I can see anything inside. Okay, um, you crack that door open very gingerly, and you see what looks like the um, uh, the bit of a desk that you can see. Um, and then for a second, it kind of a shadow passes, and you can see um, at least one Dwergar inside. And you quickly kind of back up and and close that door before anybody sees. Ray's <clears throat> okay. making her way towards the lever. Stop! There are definitely enemies inside that room. Okay. And maybe we get to jump on them first before making the loud noise outside that front door. Or, or, and hear me out. We could go an entirely other way and avoid enemies altogether. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I don't know if it's feasible at this point. We are in a entire keep full of enemy dwarves, but we could certainly attempt it. If we sneak around any longer, they'll not be able to feel my wrath. <laughs> Let's go kill them then. We've got like four different ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. We need to... A vote. <laughs> Sneak entirely away. Kill them all. Let's draw them out with the lever, and then we kill them. I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> and perhaps Celeste, to, to ease your mind a bit, perhaps we um, simply incapacitate this one fellow Dwarger so that he doesn't become a hindrance to us. In our further sneaking. Yes. There, there were more than one. Oh, okay. The multiple twerkers in the room. <laughs> uh, is this the lever here? Whip the door open first or the lever first? Is the lever over here? Or should, should we perhaps ready attacks? Uh, yes. Too much thinking. <laughs> um, presumably if the lever is pulled they'll come out Ooh, I presumably. love when they presume what happens when the lever is pulled <laughs> it's like a fortress alarm That's, yeah yeah or it's an alarm system the lever releases the undead ogre or it, yeah <laughs> I love all these theories does this lever look like anything in particular uh, roll me an investigation check Uh, it looks like it does mechanically operate something. You're not quite sure what it attaches to. Or what it could be. 
Look, I got a zero. <laughs> it's like the stick sticking out of the wall. Frey, that lever is your worst enemy. <laughs> you think that lever is a button? All right. Uh, Here we go. Robin's going to come around this corner, just sort of hide around this corner. <laughs> Re he's going to ready something for. He's going to either a spell something. or attack. Something. Okay. For when. If enemies come into view, when when whoever wants to pull that lever pulls the lever. Praise pulling that lever. Why don't we open the door first? Y'all need to figure this Everybody out so you can tell me exactly what's going on. I'm a little worried about the lever, guys. <laughs> but we know that there are enemies on the other side of the door, right? Right. Yes. The we, w we, don't, we don't know the what the matter. lever does. Maybe <laughs> the lever drops a treasure chest. Yeah. Maybe. Or we could be making out with some devils. <laughs> I like those. Eyes. Really hard to say. I I have to say I agree with the lever plan. I'm going it, to. It's got an excitement level. You don't know what you don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> Very well, the lever shall feel our wrath. I'm going to ready my radiant sunbolt in case any enemies come into view. <laughs> Okay. With one hand, Bray pulls the lever. All right. Uh, you pull the lever, and as that happens, um, you happens. hear a metallic clang. Oh, it's a chest! The treasure chest! And Yay. while Robin, you kind of leaning out into the doorway, suddenly Push. spikes, metal spikes, oh. emerge from the ceiling and the floor. Yes. I'm to give you a deck save as they pincer oh. in the middle of this doorway. <laughs> The one I'm like, like looking around. Yes. Oh no! A dex, a dex save. Uh, yes. I'm glad I was with the lever idea. <laughs> well, yeah. You quickly reel backwards as you see these spikes clang, and it looks like they would have just impaled you and left you stabbed right in the middle of these doorways. As it is, they are Wonderful. blocking the path too. Um between these areas. And that gave a very... Yeah, see him jump. That I very... See him jump. That very <laughs> <laughs> it gave off a very loud, um, obviously, metal clanging sound, like just... <laughs> that reverberates off the walls. Okay. All right, now we wait for enemies to come out. I'm going to ready uh, attack yeah. my <laughs> Yes. I will. I'll, I will ready. You know what? I'm gonna flip the le lever the other direction. Okay. Open it back up for us to come in. Yep. Um, and it it does. You 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 flip it, and the spikes uh, retract back into the floor and the ceiling. So I'm pretty right. that should be like, come on, Van Raven. Yes, I will, I will rush rush in. She'll try to. Heart, she'll try heart to heart catch him. <laughs> she'll try to catch him right at the right time. All right. I'm gonna <laughs> grab the doorknobs and hold the doorknobs. Um, like try to hold the door closed. Yes, and if I feel anyone, did, did the door open to the inside or towards me? Wait, sorry, are you guys getting an echo right now when he was just talking? Mm -mm. Okay, because I I think maybe my mic might be picking him up. I think that's what happened because uh... my when he was just talking just now, Discord was like showing up green. Okay. Anyway, yeah. 
Um, the doors open to you. The pull. Bring them into a hug! Okay. So you're yeah, pushing I'll... against the door. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to hold the doors closed and look back at Frey and Sless and like, be ready, you know. Mm-hmm. Tomahawk, chop with your axe. Their skulls <laughs> when they appear. Okay. <laughs> um, you I'll see... Rather, you prepare something. So, okay, are you, are you still trying to physically hold the doors or are you just waiting at yep. the... Okay. I'm holding the doors. You do feel something like they're going to open. Do you continue to push or do you just... I whip them open. Okay. You whip the doors open. And I swing. And... I indiscriminately swing. Sure. Uh, the door opens and you swing into just air. <laughs> your old and the door and the room is empty. Oh. Oh, what? That was very anticlimactic. Sure was. This is a little um, eerie, to be I honest. To the room. You hear, uh, you hear Frego. Shh. <laughs> oh wait, shit, my friends. This, if you remember, invisible. These things turn invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'd like to see if I can hear it. Just because you're invisible doesn't mean you're not making sound. That's true. Give me a perception check. I am going to immediately cast a fairy fire in front of me. Okay. I hear nothing. No, you hear Thimbleweed casting fairy fire. Yeah. All right. I might have to do this secretly because you don't know what's in this room. Uh, this is a... Dex save, and your DC is 12. I guess so. That's not very high. <laughs> okay. Um, when you cast Fairy Fire, uh, it does light up a Dwergar in this room. Only one. And uh, as soon as it, as soon as he gets lit up, um, he's he's got looks like a dwerger, but he's wearing like more um, uh, like regal attire, like not dressed like the one that was uh, the prisoner. City folk. Uh, and he's got, um, around this room, there are a table. He's got, like, a writing desk with some notes. Um, and you can see around the corner um, what looked like a black crystal on the desk. And then along this table and shelves, you see a lot of, like, alchemist supplies and jars and uh, mushrooms and fungus. And he's got several jars um, along his belt. And as soon as you, and you can see he's, like, in full-on, like, ready combat mode. And as soon as you light him up with that fairy fire... He grabs a jar and throws it at all of you. And then we're going to enter um, initiative. Hopefully this thing still It's been works. a while since I've actually fought, so. <laughs> it has been a while. I was like looking, I was like, do I have any range attacks? Like, I didn't. Yeah, I was, I think it's been like a month. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 
bear with me. <laughs> I made it reload my API. Oh, is it still not working again? Um, I have to like redo it every once in a while. Let me. Uh, okay. It's fine. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I won't do it for this time. Rats. I should just check this every time. One. APIs. Yep, we rolled a one on the initiative. I rolled higher than you. All right, so we did get that uh, initial attack off, which uh, is... So when he throws this jar, these mushroom spores explode um, kind of right in the middle of uh, all of you and in a radius that is going to encompass... We'll give... Somebody's going to have to do do, uh, Edmund, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for back there. Um, the four of you need to give me uh, dexterity saves to try to avoid this mushroom cloud. Mm. Very nice, Thimbleweed. <laughs> I was nice. born in the mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Wow, pretty good. Um, Celeste. That's not good enough. Um, you inhale these mushrooms and feel the acid... Um, seeping into your nasal passages. It's not where you want acid. <laughs> uh, you're going to take 1d6 acid damage at the start of each of your turns, but at the end, you can repeat the save. And uh, the dwarf immediately starts yelling in dwarvish. And... What do you say? Uh, you can speak dwarvish, can't you? I can. He begins, he's yelling, uh, Intruders! Uh, Yelled intruders, guys. We <laughs> yeah. uh, Otherwise, you may uh, you may start the combat. Uh, assuming you want right. to start combat. I do. Right. <laughs> we want to enter into negotiations, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my friend took a swing at your head. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's the wild card. That's right. Axes into the heads. All over the place. I'll see you in a second. <laughs> Don't get in an argument with her, am I right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Eric, do you want to give me Edmonds? Uh, sure. <laughs> Alright, I'll uh, shoot uh, the gnome with my uh, short bow. And I'm going to turn favor foe on and add some insects coming out. Let's send out some insects uh, also from me. Um, Unleash everything. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out a way to put that in there. I haven't put that in there, just so you know. Insect plus? Yeah. Uh, he's wearing armor and a shield, but 21 will hit. Okay, wow. This... Wait, this... I thought he had like robes on, or you just said he was just nice. He's he's got like kind of nice ornamentation. It, like oh, you can okay. be like a knight and still have like the nice robe over the yeah, cloak okay. and all that kind of jazz. Gotcha. Okay. Just nice. Uh, thirteen nice. damage. All right. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, that arrow sinks into his uh, chest, and he staggers backwards. And then, oh, I also have advantage against him. Oh, well. He has fairy fire. Mm. But, just so you know, you have advantage when you attack him. I'll save that for next time. That's true, he has a fairy fire. Yeah, that's fine. All right, all right. Well, Robin. Roll for him. All right, Valravin. Um, let's see. You know what? Um, Valravin. Actually, I don't know if this this is true or not. Hold on. Ability check, attack roll, save zero. Okay. Um, Valravin will um, begin speaking, and he will uh, say, "And and though the acid." Burned the inside of the half-orc's nasal passages. She knew she would have the fortitude to will it away at a moment's notice. And he will give uh, Celeste a bardic inspiration. Well, thank you. (laughs) And that's his bonus action. And then he will um, b- continue talking. Though the <laughs> shocking the yes, the cowardly attack by the pompous bedecked Dwerger landed on one of his foes. He looked upon the remainder and saw his doom. He's got a vicious mockery that Dwerger. All right. Uh, oops. Uh, wisdom save. Did it again. Are you? Okay. Because one of them is the actual spell, one of them is a description. Okay, but you're casting prestidigitation. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, clicking that's the wrong mistake. one. Uh-huh. <laughs> there right. we go. He does uh, fail the save, and he appears shaken. All right, four damage and disadvantage on his next attack. Boy, uh, he he shouts back in uh, in dwarvish. Says, "My father is more powerful than any of you filthy creatures could imagine." Ah, we have a prince on our hands, my friends. Don't understand what you've done. Perhaps you'll explain it to us once, once we have um, defeated you. <laughs> uh, Celeste, roll me a 1d6, please. You take one, one. one acid damage from those spores. And then That's I can roll your nostrils. Yeah. a dex save. Uh, at the end of your turn, you can roll the end of my turn. Yeah, a dex save to try to I guess, shake them off again after that. <laughs> Is there still a cloud of spores there? Uh, I don't think the cloud lingers now. Okay. Has to be breathed in. Okay. Uh, I don't really want to run in there because wait, so because he hasn't had his attack yet, so who knows? There may be more of them, right? We there don't know. 
There are more of them. How do you know that? It's, oh, because they are not always invisible. They can go invisible. Okay. Then um, I'm going to attack with my Radiant Sunbolt. Throw some bleach on him. Mm. Oh, wait. You just gave me... Oh, never mind. It's going to be my turn. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Um, okay. Radiant Sun Damage. Zing. Uh, it really has been so long since I've used it. Yeah, that's right. We, it's been a while since we've actually had a proper combat encounter. That's right. We just love talking to goats. <laughs> oh, so I just have to, have to click this one. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. You do a bardic inspiration, well, that... but I don't know if that would help in this case. Probably not. Um, okay, well, I might spend uh, a key point with it. So when you take the system, one key point to make the special attack twice as a bonus action. Get two more. So it's two more. See, I'm always confused about this. So it's like my regular attack, and then I spend... Regularly, okay. you can do one more. One extra one as a bonus. But with the key point, you can do two extra as a bonus. Yep. Why can I do one extra as a bonus regularly? That's like something mugs can do. Well, everybody oh, can technically I, I dual wield with your offhand. And I guess your fist yeah. is always technically an offhand. Mm-hmm. But my offhand, but this is like a ranged attack, oh, right? right? That's the your subclass type. thing, yeah. Um, so you'd have to, if you want to do a regular bonus action, you'd have to be in melee and just kick them with your regular melee, yeah. If you want to use your sunbolt, I think you'd have to use the key point to make this special attack right. twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 14. That also goes sailing uh, into his armor and just kind of clings off. Did you have an advantage? Oh shit, you're right. No, that's, I didn't do advantage yeah. on either one of them. So that's the first attack, technically, then. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so now, roll with advantage twice. Very fire is something. 25. <laughs> or just roll one more time. A crit, yeah, that'll work. work. Nine damage. Wow. Yeah, that one goes sailing into his middle of his chest. <laughs> Okay, so that was my last attack. Because I could have done like a melee attack, but I don't really want to run in there. Well, I guess I could, because I don't, they don't have the attack of opportunity on me. Okay, so I can still run in there and like just do like my regular melee attack. Can I do that and just treat that like that was my bonus action? Uh, so what all have you done so far? <laughs> no, I know, I'm sorry, confusing. Um. Uh, so basically what I was doing is, so it says when you take the attack action on your turn and use this special, and use a special attack as part of it, you can spend one key point to make the special attack twice as a bonus action. Yeah. So using this attack multiple times counted is your action and your bonus action. So the first time you did it, really your rolls were seven and 14 for your first attack because you had advantage on the guy. 25 is the first time you've used it for your bonus action. So you still have one more of these against this guy to finish out your bonus action with the spent when you spent your key point. So hit the advantage button and roll your attack one more time. That is correct. 
yeah. There you go. 20. 20. Hit. Better also hit. hit, yeah. Plus it's channeling <laughs> all of her cleansing yeah. power. And now make sure you hit the, the normal button again, otherwise it'll stay on advantage. <laughs> Alright, thank you. And now you can roll to try to shake off the spores. Shake it off. And you do. Please tell me Celeste like hawks a loogie to get it out. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it was good old Mr. Mannix who coughed up a mushroom one time. (laughs) (laughs) Choking to death on. Yep. Uh, Frank on his so bad initiative. So before she heads in there, she pulls her arm over and smacks the lever down again. To make the doors go ching, because she doesn't want anyone getting out. Okay. So, those doors are now blocked happen. off. Yes, yeah. you can do that as a free action. Those giant spikes. So, even if they're invisible, they're not getting out. Well, at least not this way. Mm-hmm. So, 10, 15, 20. And then... With her wonderful runic axe of runicness down low because, you know, she's actually face to face with this guy. So it's really disturbing for her. <laughs> yeah. Make sure I get my normal. Oh, I do have advantage because he has a fairy fire. He has a fairy fire, Ooh. yeah. It's been the linchpin. Three does hit. Now on these attacks. Uh, Frey, how would you like to destroy this Dwergar? Perhaps. Oh dear, Frey's the wrong person to finish this. <laughs> Frey left the last one alive, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did, I um, did technically leave the last one alive. And, uh, I mean, she she heard you say that he called himself a prince. Mm-hmm. So, she would, uh, she'd think that maybe there's some information to get out of him, so... At the last second, as her axe comes in, at the last second, she rotates, and so it's really the butt of her axe who just cracks him across the skull. Okay. Knocks him unconscious. Okay, you do. Um, he drops. Still glowing from the fairy fire, but just drops like a sack, and it's kind of like uh, the sound of like glass, like, you know, falling, not shattering, but just like falls to the ground. You can see he's got like several of these um, jars of mushrooms um, kind of attached to his belt. She'll put her axe right at his throat because she knows Thimbleweed said there was more than one. And she'll say, come out now. Or he dies. Um, you're pretty sure the fairy fire would have encompassed this room and you didn't see it highlight anybody else. Yeah, but she knows Thimbleweed said there was more than one. Mm. So she she believes Thimbleweed because he's not tall. So... <laughs> So she's literally going to sit there and, like, in her scariest voice, tell them they show themselves or he dies. Okay. Uh, you don't see any response from that. What are the rest of you doing? As uh, I'm pulling you out of combat, by the way. Hey. <laughs> right. um, maybe go in and just try to, like, listen and try to, like, see if we can figure out what yeah. happened to the other person. I'm just, I'm not convinced that there's no one else in this room, so I'm gonna, I'm also gonna start walking in and just going like, like this in front of me. You can give me some perception checks too to to hear. I'm punching in front of me, I'm punching in front of me. (laughs) 
Not touching you, not touching you, not touching you. Whoops, that was supposed to be regular. I, I still hear nothing. Yeah, all she's of you are... She's too focused on trying to, like, not drop her axe and actually kill this guy. All of you are pretty convinced this room has been cleared. Okay, but this is the room that Thimble we looked in and saw. How many people did you see Thimbleweed? <laughs> I don't know anymore. I thought it was two, or, like, more than one, but I don't know if I misheard or was just wrong. You closed the door whenever you saw, like, one person um, cross, uh, like, your field of vision. Oh. Okay. I misunderstood, I guess. And boy, lied to Good us to all. be cautious. <laughs> You're next. <laughs> That's right. Well, you see, they're so tall, and I, you know, am short, so I, I thought there were more than the singular of the dwarf, the tall dwarves, you know. Of course, of course, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, in this room, in addition to all the alchemist supplies and jars of mushrooms, um, on the desk you see um, a object under kind of a, a dark cloth bag kind of a thing, and there appears to be something glowing inside of it. And on the desk you can see a crumbled up piece of paper and several what look like black glass-like chunks of uh, material. Have we... Hmm, have we actually seen one of these black gems that turned the kid bad a while back? I don't know if we've ever actually seen one or not. That Edmund's been having a hard-on for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can see, um, I don't know how Edmund would react to this, but he does react. <laughs> and appear very... Probably supposed to collect them. Pro like, yeah, he, he appears very in intensely interested in these objects. And he identifies um, some of them as being just, you know, like some are obsidian, some are just like like tinted glass. Like, you can tell like they've been collected here almost as if somebody's trying to like sort them out. But he does, like, his breath catches a moment when he sees, um, like, three of the objects. And we're going to have to just roleplay communally on, on how much information he would uh, give or anything. But you can tell that he's he can confirm that um, at least three of these, um, you know, something that could easily fit in the palm of your hand. Maybe, like, the a size of, like, an arrowhead or something um, of, of um, that Shardolin. He's doing that. Frey flips this gnome dude over and does the hog tie on him. The one that you can't get out of, so you leave the one leg out, but your two hands and your feet are all back behind you. Yeah. First, it's very specific. Yes. <laughs> have, have you done this before? I'll never tell. <laughs> um, my dear Edmund, these are the the crystals that we have been hearing stories of, yes? Which I guess I'm just asking you, DM, to, to roll. He does, he does confirm that, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, well, I won't ask what your interest is in them, but might I suggest you keep them securely fastened in some regard from our stories, everything that we've heard, 
um, possession of or contact with these crystals has led to great changes in personality. Yeah, he seems to confirm that they um, could be dangerous and also they feel like they hold um, some kind of uh, power about them. Not necessarily like the power you'd feel for a magic item, but just something like prim primal. Uh, Frey, when you are... So, I again, there was... Uh, sorry, the other thing was a crumpled up piece of paper on the desk and um, some kind of object underneath this, like, dark hooded cloth that's glowing. And then Frey, I assume you're, you want to search the body as you're, like, hog-tying yeah. um, this Twergar. You do see that he has a, um, a coin purse that you can lift. That's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, that contains 25 gold pieces and 15 silver pieces. Cool. She just puts that in a bag. And um, between him and I'll watch the... You do it. Between him and the desk... You're busy with Edmund. You're not paying attention to me. <laughs> uh, I will let uh, Frey give me a 1d4 to see how many of these jars of mushrooms you can collect. 1d4? Mm-hmm. You basically note there are appear to be two different ones that look like... Um, you can tell he's got some on him, so those appear to be, like, battle-ready, and mm -hmm. you can find maybe some more elsewhere. So, two of them uh, you find are jars of pacifying spores. They're full of pacifiers? Um, and that one has a five-foot range, so you kind of have to, like, open it at somebody in melee. And the target must succeed on a DC 11 con saving throw, or they are stunned for one minute. But they can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of their turns. I find two so of those. So you find two of those, and then give me one more 1d4. That was bad. Yeah. Um, you think that maybe when he fell, he smashed some of the jars, or they'd appear to be not very um, usable. But the other one that you find in here is the one that he threw at you, basically. the uh, It's called Caustic Spores. A jar of... He'll turn and just shove all the jars into Ball Robin's hands. Be like, yeah, you need these. Yeah. So you find two of the Pacifying Spore jars and one of the Caustic Spore jars. Which that one is a 30-foot range. You can actually chuck that one. And any creature within a 10-foot radius... I must make a DC 11 deck save or take 1d6 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. The save can be repeated at the end of each turn. You also technically find, like, alchemist supplies, I think, if that's a thing. And what looks like, um, it, it, it almost resembles, like, a, like a, a meth lab. Like, in terms of, it looks like they had, for somehow, they had, like, the materials to actually make these. And he was in there, like, crafting these jars and mushrooms. Making little grenades. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'll look at the piece of paper. If somebody else wants to go look at that glowing object... Frey, you also note on his body that he had a 
um, a dagger um, that was kind of in a special plate. Like, if you're really giving him a pat down, which I imagine you probably would, um, you find this to where it wasn't in his normally equipped weapons. This was something he had, like, hidden in his boot or something. And... Say it's not up his butt cheeks or something like that, right? Because she's not giving <laughs> him that kind of a pat down. Right. Um, and you pull it out, and you see it's a dagger, but the blade um, reminds you of the descriptions of the the black crystal that you've heard about. And you can again feel that like primal uh, power coming off this thing. And you note that he had it on him, but he was not wielding it. Oh, from, what, like from what you can tell. Primal power. She would like the feel of primal power. Uh, so you can put Shardolin. Uh, I can spell it for you. A Shardolin dagger in your inventory. But you imagine it would, it would require some kind of um, short rest or identify spell to figure out exactly what this yeah. thing's all about. That gets tucked in a boot. Okay. Uh, all right, so sorry, Chris, go ahead and say what you were saying before. About. Uh, I think I just said, like, I'll go look at the piece of paper if somebody else wants to go grab the glowing object. Okay. The piece of paper uh, you unravel says this. Brother, will find me on the frozen ferry in East Haven. From this new base, the search for Shardolin continues. Long may our father reign over this dark land. So this is a note that this prince received from his brother, whose name starts with a D. Okay. Frozen ferry from East Haven. Okay. It seems we have another um, fortification of these Dwerger. If they are out there doing similar activities to this one and kidnapping people, enslaving them, it might be something to be checked out. Possibly. Ray's gonna leave the shiny bauble for Celeste to look at. Um, Celeste, when you pull the cloth up, you see underneath is a lantern that is, um, it looks like a child's, uh, like what we we would have in modern time, um, like a a light uh, thing that kind of slowly changes colors. Uh, like naturally kind of going through like the rainbow of colors cycle um, in, a, in a nice little lantern form. And it's just kind of, it's always lit and it's just changing these like very softly, very slowly, just changing colors. Mm-hmm. And those of you recall that a uh, hey, I know that a lantern was stolen from the uh, front of the inn. The lamp light Oh, in. right. Okay. I, I, I didn't put two and two together. Those goats are from the village too. <laughs> right. Okay. We probably should have had had those coats tied up and taken them back to the village. <laughs> They're Oops. free now. We're yeah. coat liberators. They're now mountain goats. Run free goats. <laughs> I Celeste is going to hold up the lantern and say, "And I will liberate this lamp." <laughs> You're free. You're free now, Crash. <laughs> 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 uh, 
is all that you find in this room. All right. Some good stuff. There's we don't see any ways in and out in or out of this room outside of what we see in front of us. This room, no. Okay. This gate thing is weird then, because it's like a gate that only blocks off like one room of this mm -hmm. whole fortress. I mean, when you really don't want to be bothered. I yeah. guess if you really want to like protect your prince or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for yeah, before we leave, I suppose we should actually try to interrogate this prince. So it's basically kill him. Um all right, can we awaken him in some way? Uh, Probably slaps his cheek until he wakes up. Yeah, yeah. that generally works. The medicine check of <laughs> slapping yeah. him awake. You slap him and he, his eyes um, open up. Wake up, thanks. Mm -hmm. Definitely heavily injured, but he's obviously just staring daggers at all of you. Um, Indorvish, hello, my friend. It appears we have, in fact, bested you. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> it wasn't that hard at all. Oh, wait, she doesn't speak Dwarvish. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he chuckles at you, Valravin. You don't know what you have gotten into. Perhaps you would like to enlighten us, then. What have we gotten ourselves into? You are merely ants looking up at the boot as it comes down to crush you. You dwergard love your analogies, don't you? <laughs> Last one compared us to cogs in a machine, now ants <laughs> under a boot. We have a rich I mean, culture. <laughs> Lots of metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Dwarger poetry. That's I, right. I know Dwarger poetry. <laughs> Dwarger poetry is like that scene is that Hitchhiker's Guide where they, it's like death a death sentence for them to read the poetry. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. We are ants under your Dwerger boot heel, indeed. Who is the orchestrator of this boot heel, then? Your father, I presume? My father, Zardrak Sunblight, will rule this land. Of course he will, with... Yourself and your brother at his heel, I suppose. We but serve him. That much is clear, my boy. You are nothing but a servant. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to do this quite so easily. That gets to him a little bit. He kind of, like, strains at his uh, restraints for a second. You're not I'll getting out of those ropes, so I don't know why you are trying. <sighs> I'll be honest with you, my boy. I expected a little bit more out of a prince. Um. says this is but small forward outpost. We 
prepare for what is to come. Yes, yes, of course, uh, that much is clear. It is, as it seems, you would be unable to handle anything more than a very, very small outpost at the have handled the armies. I and only I, Nildar Sunblight, has perfected the spores from the Mykonid Sovereign. And what good has it done you? You will see. You will see. When the fungus infects that whole wretched town, they become our slaves. And how does a weak little prince such as yourself even conceive of pulling off such a masterful feat? It has already begun. What? The, the water? The, the air? What is your grand plan, little prince? He, uh, you seem to be baiting him pretty well into, into explaining his, uh, <laughs> his plans. Um, yes. He learned from the last time. These yeah. guys don't, don't, don't go nice. They're yeah, exactly. <laughs> Need more test subjects. We test ah, yes. them here. And once we get more of the spores, then we can take those to the town, turn it into a giant slave den of spore servants at our heel. Are you then going to feed them all to that rotting flesh corpse out there? He is but large servant, but not quite as submissive as the spores. He's really into his spores. Hey, it sounds like it. I see. So that is your kidnapping plan, then. Perfect your spore mind control that's you're clearly working on here, and then sneak it into the town in some form or fashion. I'll be honest with you, my dear boy, it seems a bit half-baked. My plan was only a small part of the grand schemes that my father runs. You will learn soon enough when he unleashes his terror upon all of these ten towns. Terror, eh? And what, f what great, and he'll be his be do his best, like, sarcastic at this point. Mm -hmm. What great terror could a king of Dwerga truly have against the whole of ten towns? He laughs, and this is... His entire demeanor changes. He laughs, and his confidence completely comes back at this. Says it 
will destroy everything here. And only that remains would be my spore servants' armies and Dwargar. Your doom soars on dragon wings. That is what I was afraid of, I suppose. All right, uh, Valravin will relay everything he's learned. The spore, spore mind control is the plan. And that they're, that, well, I guess the only thing that we don't know, um, suppose someone wished to see these great experiments of yours. Where might they find your test subjects? Um, roll a, uh, give me a persuasion check. I will make you roll for this one. Persuasion. Take advantage of your. Oh my god! Charisma I skills. Four. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my inspiration on that because Varavin doesn't fail at. This. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what, he doesn't fail at this. Mm. Where where is my thing? Um, hold on, I gotta find it. Um, yes. Okay. Silver tongue. Yep. Which I didn't even plug that in somehow. There, there, I know there's a formula to plug that in. Um, so that's actually a 16. Okay. Um, due to the length of conversation you've had and the fact that you've both had some ebbs and flows to your, who is feeling confident against whom, um, he does indicate, um, yes, the, testing area is to the south with the prisoners. Of course it is. You're a vile being, Prince Nildar, whatever his name. Was it Nildar? Nildar, <laughs> yeah. Nildar, okay. And if my stout friend here chooses to let you live, you will be a lucky man. It would be a foolish mistake. Um, in common, Val Robin will then turn to everybody else, be like, Frey, I, th I think we should let him live. I think he would serve us better as a message to his father than as simply a pawn removed from the table. Why? Because those who are under pressure, those who have failed, tend to make more mistakes. And if... This king learns that he has lost an outpost, that his spore mind control center is fallen from his control. I suspect that will lead him to make um, other errors in attempting to uh, reassert his plans. Would they not just make another spore control center? Perhaps. I suppose they can move it right back in here after we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you can always look for like his notebook that has all of his like yeah. Notes. Right. So we can we can burn this place Smash down. all the stuff. 
How about we send someone who doesn't know the key secrets to mind control spores? A very fair point, my friend. <laughs> I was yeah. going to feed him to the ogre. You can still do that. We need someone else. That's right. I I I like it, my friend. Yes, yes. Perhaps the feed him to the wolves. <laughs> feed him to the. <laughs> I'll feed him to the goats. To the goats. To the goats. Yes, that is a very good point. We don't want to send the like, primary architect of, of the mind control spores back. So somebody lower on the ranks will be the messenger. Mm-hmm. It does All look right. from what from what you've said, he was doing a lot of stuff here at the keep. Yeah. Yeah, that so we, 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 sh- we should probably destroy all this, too. Yeah. Ah, pray you can do with him what you will. These Dwerger are wholly incapable of having decent conversation. <laughs> okay. Punishable by ten. I, I still, <laughs> I will still take my spoil of war to show we, we beat him. This way, if anyone asks, I can show them this later. This habit of yours is unsettling, my dear. And she'll take uh, his fingers. Like, she'll take four of his fingers. Oh my god. (laughs) And she'll she'll use that shard blade that's really sharp. That's really sharp from her If we're gonna execute him, if we're gonna, like, put him, kill him, let's kill him first. (laughs) She won't do it in front of everybody, then she'll drag him around, because she isn't gonna feed him to the ogre. Um... And as we go around the corner, she'll go ching, 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 ching. You know, got to make a nice Come meal on. for the the zombie ogre. He doesn't scream, but his eyes go wide when, he, when you're doing that. <laughs> he yells, uh, I don't think you understand Dwarvish, but he definitely yells curses at you. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she'll literally just drag him around the corner and do one of those like quick Open, throw close. Uh, I don't think I can push him through the gate. To where? Oh, sorry, where are you dragging him? I fed him to the zombie ogre. Uh, okay. While he's alive. Yes. Okay. That's not what I thought you were gonna do. You, okay. yeah, you go around the corner and you see uh, once again that the zombies finish his meal and appear to be agitated when you come around the corner. And uh, you throw the body at the zombie, and the zombie looks down at him, um, kind of like uh, the zombie, which is weird for you, Frey. Uh, the zombie kind of regards the Dwerger like a dog would regard its master. And you see um, when you throw the Dwerger, who uh, you mentioned is still alive, you cut off his fingers at uh, mm-hmm. the zombie. Um, the Dwarger immediately begins yelling very loudly in Dwarvish um, as you do that. Uh, and she'll, run, she'll just quickly walk up and stab him. Well, hold on. Let's let's go ahead and roll uh, initiative then. <laughs> she will sigh heavily. Which, I mean, at this point, it's just her and him there, right? Mm-hmm. You don't get... know because you have been making. No, some there's there's some, probably some. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah. great. All right, well, should we all roll initiative then? Are you asking us all to do it? Indeed, sir. Okay. And I did uh, restart my API. 
Yeah, let's do the rounds. So this is round two for some reason immediately. I don't know. Yeah. I don't hey, know Mr. Pooh came out of hiding. Gone forever. Pooh, you're alive. Who wondered where you were? Hmm. This print still has one HP though, right? That's how that works. Mm -hmm. I think back so. from... okay. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, if I just wait a couple minutes, he'll probably bleed out from the finger loss. That's true. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he had one HP and you were cutting his fingers <laughs> off. Not in good shape. Uh, it looks like Thimbleweed okay. gets the first reaction. As you saw, you all were still kind of in the room hanging out, and Frey went around the corner to drag that body, and all of a sudden you hear the sound of basically, instead of a zombie eating a Dwerger, a Dwerger loudly shouting for reinforcements. Frey. <laughs> <laughs> it's such wonderfully. Alright. So... They're all behind us now. I either back at the zombie. Yeah, either back in the other room. Okay. Fray. <laughs> I what have you done? <laughs> ready my short bow to shoot almost anything that moves. Almost anything. Almost. Anything above, let's say, dwarfed. <laughs> okay. Um, you see emerging from uh, kind of running and emerging from uh, being uh, invisible are a pair of Dwergar. And they appear um, growing in size as they do and launching themselves um, at you, Frey. Yes! Finally! <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? I was looking for you earlier! They yell at you in Dwarvish. Oh, you idiot, I don't speak Dwarvish. <laughs> <laughs> Do yet, you know common? Hatred is universal. Um, so they will both attempt to attack you. They're enlarged war picks. Can I, uh... Oh, sorry, yes, you, you sure can. You can, yes. That does trigger. They are indeed more than four feet tall. Uh, you don't think 15 is going to hit a Dwergar that's uh -oh. got a shield and armor on, even if it's enlarged? I don't even need to start measuring. <laughs> um, does a 20 hit you, Frey? Yes, you finally got to hit me with one of your Huzzah! Dwergar. Huzzah! For 10 piercing damage. Yikes. As that giant war pick uh, does some solid damage. And the second one will do the same thing. And no. miss wildly. Um, so that was, uh... Oh, right, we gotta do that thing. I forgot. Yes, we do have to do that thing. Actually, ignore that, ignore that seven. I was only supposed to go with one of them, because I forgot this is individual initiative time. <laughs> oh, you're actually doing so okay. I'm only gonna count that first one. 
And we go to Frey. Forgot everybody's got separate initiative here. Okay. We need to roll so, initiative Celeste. I know, it's been it's even been longer fight. since yeah. we did the uh, our special API thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 15. What's going on? Uh, Frey went to feed the prince to the, the ogre giant or ogre zombie, but the prince started to yell. He's feeding the, okay. She's yes. feeding the prince to the ogre <laughs> zombie. You, That's dark. As you do. As you do. Okay. And unfortunately on the way to do that, he started calling for reinforcements and apparently commanding the zombie in some way. Oh, uh, well, okay. We should have seen that coming. Yeah, <laughs> probably should have. My uh, bad. 15, you can go and take your turn, Celeste, and we'll go to Frey. Uh, wait, so she's out here somewhere? Yeah, she's back, back in right. the main room. Mm -hmm. back, okay, so like way up there. Yeah. We all thought it was just going to be a Why is everyone, so everyone's just like hanging out back here? Well, we haven't gone <laughs> We all thought that Frey was had it handled. <laughs> okay. In the middle of a hostile keep, you're going to go back to the main room after making a bunch of noise. <laughs> no, Frey did get herself into a situation, didn't she? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> uh, all right, I think I can move this far. That's fifty, I think, fifty-ish. Oh, that fray! <laughs> Certainly getting her fight now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now, can I do anything from here? Give me a second. Give me a second. If I had been able to print out my character sheet, I would be faster at this. <laughs> Uh, but is, does Roll20 at all make it, like, printer-friendly? Because it doesn't... I don't think so. Printing out nicely. I'm try okay. It. I'll have to, like, screenshot it. Um... Okay. So with step of the wind, uh, that's I can I can spend a key point to to dash as a bonus action. So then I could like move another fifty, right? And yes. and attack still. Yep. Spending a lot of key points in here. <laughs> I haven't done this yet. Uh, okay. So these guys are are what are the what are these like Santa Claus looking guys? They are the they look yeah similar to the other one that you fought. These guys look more like uh, henchmen, but they are twice the size of the other one. Okay, um, these are like the reinforcements mm -hmm. that he called. Okay, all right, uh, cool. So I will um, attack uh, this this one in front of me. Then can't tell what number that is. We'll uh, try to wipe him with my mop. 20 will hit, yeah. For 10 bludgeoning damage. Wow, nice. And then I think I don't have any extra attacks because I used a bonus action to run. Yep. Okay, so then I'm finally, gonna... finally back to two-handed mopping again. That's mm -hmm. nice. I, it is nice. It feels, it feels right again. That was a good and crack across his head, too. Crack with that mop. Back a little bit. I'm not sure exactly how far I can move back, but probably like here. 
Okay. Okay. All right, Frey. All right. Frey's gonna get her giggle on. She's so um, excited to finally get to fight someone mm -hmm. who might actually be able to fight with her. <laughs> so Rage. her maniacal laughter just starts ringing down the hallways. I'm sure that can't lead to anything. I mean, at this point, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. <sighs> and then we'll throw some reckless attack on there as well, too, to give me advantage. Because why not? Okay. Do I need to push that button for you as well, too, dear? Um, I'll put a thingy on your... That the biceps. <laughs> biceps. All right. Going for the same one, the number one, the one that hit me. Yep. She didn't like that. Yep. Twenty-two. That will hit. Goes right through. Tries to put a shield up, but. Fifteen damage. All right. All right. Jesus. Now, do you want to knock, knock this one unconscious, or would you like to murderize? Oh, he's murderized. Okay. Murderized and shrinks back down to size. And she's just like bouncing on the balls of her feet, mm -hmm. having a great time. <laughs> she's looking at the other one like, come on, let us go. Mm -hmm. Are there more of you? All right. She looks at the prince. I'll get to you in a second. Um, On his turn, he is bleeding badly. Um, Obviously still... Uh, tied up, no longer conscious though. Um, and you see that he's still um, having trouble, like he can't move and he can't really escape his bonds, but he does kind of manage to reach over and seem to somehow unlock the cage of this giant ogre zombie and then whispers something in it in Dwarvish, um, which the ones who speak Dwarvish are not nearby, but you see that ogre zombie whip its head over to... Um, those of you, and just do this. He just kind of flops his way, like tries to scoot around. And he does a worm. Kind of screaming in Dwarvish, yeah. Kill them! Uh, you have to do some Edmund. Okay. Ed Robin. Mm hmm. Um, alright. I assume Frey has a, a lantern on, and that's why I can see her? Uh, I have a Frey I have has, dark vision from my runic axe. I don't think you should be able to... Let's see. Uh, does, does Edmund have dark vision? I don't even know. Uh, Edmund should not... You, maybe you can see it because of you. Yeah. I don't know. I see, like, a light around Frey specifically. There should be a tiny bit of light, because she has that magic stone that gives off, like, five or ten oh, feet or something. Oh, okay. Is that, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah it shouldn't it. be much. Okay. It's, it was enough for me to see the Dwarger, so. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, Edmund will, uh, I don't know, mop up some dust from the floor, some pebbles from the floor, and form them into uh, his magic stones. There you go. But I doubt a 13 is going to hit it a Dwarger. It's not. It's that shield up and just king. Yeah. Things right off of it. All right, that's it for him. 
Alright, conveniently, Valravin is next. Yeah. Alright, Valravin will come forward. Um, he will tell a story about the bravery of the little halfling facing the overgrown dwarves and her utter confidence in the face of such giant foes. And he will give Frey a bardic inspiration. Which Lestal has one. I need to not forget that. Mm. Uh... And then, actually, shit. I can go five more feet. I cannot see the ogre. Mm. Like, I was going to attack the, the prince, but I cannot see where he's at. Mm. Okay. Um. Well, then, um... Valravin will utter some words about how this uh, Dwerger failed to protect his prince and how his whole life is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother never loved you. That's right. And he will vicious mockery that Dwerger number two. My mother Man. was a saint. <laughs> <laughs> and soup kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> she was a great general. Killed many people. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Alright, uh, Frey. Kung, kung, kung. As this massive rotting beast runs towards you, it doesn't appear smart enough to pick its targets. So instead, it just sees you and it lumbers over. I'm gonna put it here so its head's not cut off by the dynamic lighting, and we'll attempt to take off your head. Oops, I don't have a character sheet open. And you did recklessly attack, so it has advantage mm -hmm. on this attack as it swings uh, what looks like a club with spikes on the end of it that it was smashing things to a pulp. Oh! It misses. It misses twice. It, it, wow. It miss, yeah. With advantage, I rolled two mm -hmm. sixes. That is not good enough. Oh, Bray is just looking maniacally at this. Mm -hmm. She's, she thinks this is... <laughs> Literally the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. She's looking at me, is that all you got? And she's like leading around to look at the prince, like, seriously? <laughs> I will get to you in a minute. Um, this dwarf is Deadsies. I need to remove him. And we go to back up to Thimbleweed. Hmm. Alright, I'll short bow attack the undead. Or mostly dead guy. <laughs> pretty, mostly pretty dead, undead. Yeah. <laughs> pretty confident with the undead flame. Nice. 
21 will hit a giant zombie. Right. Do 8 plus. Let my insects eat a little bit of the flesh. Ooh, it can't be good for them. <laughs> Your bugs love undead flesh. Uh, 13 total? Right. Nice. Yeah, they do. You see those insects just coming in and out of its like rotting body. You probably see some of the insects inside of it, like occasionally. And great obviously, the zombie just doesn't even register it. <laughs> Being eaten by carrion beetles as we speak. Right. Oops. Um, this giant dwarger will continue trying to attack Frey now with advantage. It's enlarged war pick. 18. That one will hit. Uh, for 9 piercing. And I'll take 4. Yeah. Or Rage shrugs off half of it. Mm -hmm. this, is really, this is really the perfect scenario right here. Just yes, like bottlenecking the enemies. <laughs> yeah. Tanking all these guys. Uh, Laughing maniacally as the whole thing goes right. on. We'll, we'll skip Celeste for the time being. And since he stepped away and go to Foray. Alright. <sighs> Alright, which one of you wants to die first? So just look back and forth at them. Mm-hmm. And he take us? No? Okay. <laughs> Dwarger and just so, Uh so just look at the Dwarger and go, Alright, you first. Die here. So are you. Uh, yeah, 20 will. Ooh, that was bad. Hit for seven. That was real bad. Hmm. Two on the damage. Yep. Uh, are you using the... Okay, the Renick Axe should have a plus one. I don't know if you put that in there. I, I did the... It's a... It should be in there. Is it not in there? Plus one... Oh, it's doing a plus one for the roll, but not the damage. So add one more to the damage and I'll okay. fix it. Okay, yeah. Fix one more damage. Plus one. Yeah. I fixed it for next time. Okay. Um... That's all I got. I can only attack once. Okay. You won't let me bump to level five so I can attack twice. <laughs> and from beyond Frey... Uh, you can see the, um, Prince, uh, does manage to escape his bonds just enough to be able to actually move on his own, and begins right. hauling ass. Uh, um, look back. In hindsight, I probably should have killed him in the room. <laughs> <laughs> But she will like, the yell out. Plan, we just got the order wrong. Yeah. It was like... She will yell out to taunt him as he runs away. I've still got your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the real winner here? Um, Edmund. Um, Edmund will. Which we do, don't forget. We did skip. Celeste. We did skip Celeste. So, yeah. So yeah. If it gets the end of the round, then we'll we'll use her. Okay. Um, and then we'll throw... I, I, he might have spells, but I'm not trying to... He may have spells, but... <laughs> Maybe, but... Uh, he's... I'm at the zombie. 
Uh, yes, that will hit the zombie for sure. Just sinks into the flesh. <laughs> That's great. Five bludgeoning damage. Shunk. Uh, Mr. Seabell Robin, Gwyneth Lonrier. Lonrier. Close. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um. Val Raven. Can I see? <laughs> I guess with one being a zombie. Like, which which of our enemies is more damaged? It's always tricky to tell with a zombie, isn't it? <laughs> that zombie looks real bad. Um, the zombie is very beefy and large, but yeah, he's undead, so it's almost impossible to tell. Um, but clearly looks like he could take a lot more punishment than the Dwergar. The Dwergar is uh, damaged and wounded. Well, the Dwergar's got armor, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this. That's on true. Him. Yeah, um, Dwergar's very heavily armored. Looks like a soldier, and the ogre looks like a zombie. Yeah. Um. Yes, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this on the Dwergar then. Okay. So first, he is going to um, start talking about um, the magnificence of the the resplendent beetles crawling out of the zombie flesh, and the master the Master of Bugs, Thimbleweed. <laughs> and he's going to give Thimbleweed a Bardic Inspiration. Man, just passing those out. Pass them out! Why not? Everybody getting inspired. <laughs> so Celeste has one, Frey has one, and Thimbleweed has and one. Thimbleweed has one. That's right. Alright, it's up to all y'all to remember this, because I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then he will um, fish around behind him and come out with um, the magic lantern that he picked up a long time ago from uh, some yes. goblos, I believe. And he will hold it out in front of him and fire the firebird at the dwarf. Okay. Fire the firebird. That's right. It's the magic lantern we got back in session one, I think. Yeah. So magical... One or two. It was like immediately. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're spending an action to release uh, and a charge. Yeah, two charges and Oh, two charges, yeah, yeah, okay. That's a DC 13 deck save. Let's see. Advantage on saving those against poison spells and illusions. This is not any of those, is it? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So it's a regular deck save. Doesn't look terribly dexterous. And is not. All right, he's it's lit up. 1d10 fire damage and simply bathed in light, granting advantage on any attackers. You can see it till the end of your next turn. Uh, so give me 1d10 fire damage. Three. All right, does singe him. Singes the beard. I, I forgot about the damage. I was just trying to light him up for yeah. what else to attack. It basically it's a temporary uh, fairy fire. Yeah. Um. So help me remember until the uh, end of well, Robin's next turn, you all have advantage on the door. And that's it for me. Alright, our ogre zombie friend will try to make up for its terrible attack last turn. And Frey, you were still reckless, yes? Mm, no, I didn't reckless last time. Did not reckless last time, okay. Uh, regular attack. 14? The tie. Eyes go to the attackers. That one just gets past your armor. Okay. Uh, I rolled pretty bad damage. Eight bludgeoning damage. You are still raged, though, so... Mm -hmm. Tank be tanking. 
<laughs> um, all right, we need to do something for Celeste then. We we reached the end of the round. Yes. Just have her run in and punch and back out. Yeah. Mop him. Mop him. Mop him, but good. Sounds good. I'm just gonna. Mop him. Sheets. And then. Bye. Uh, two handed mop attack on the ogre. Not gonna bother changing. Uh, 14 does hit a zombie. For five damage. Um, and then she just backs out with her mobility. Mm -hmm. Punch at the same time, because you can do yeah. that. Just a one bonus. Oh, yeah, that's the monk unarmed. Yeah. Yeah, unarmed strike. Sure. Uh, which also hits a zombie and ironically does more damage than the mop. <laughs> she kicks it in a very sensitive area. That's right. <laughs> right in the nads. Yep. All right, intro, we'll just leave her at the same spot. Uh, starts off with Thimbleweed. Thimbleweed. He says as he shoots his <laughs> 20. Oh, were you aiming at the zombie at or the dwarf? Zombie. Zombie still? Okay. Uh, and then the carrion beetles will again move in and out of his gaping wounds. Yeah. Still, yeah, 15. And this, and this uh, zombie is just taking all this damage, but it is definitely, like, eating away at all the different bits of flesh. Wow. Yeah, okay. still still up, but... Uh, <laughs> you're just you're just shoving beetles into this body. Just yeah, there's like more beetles than zombie now. Uh, all right. I have my own insect man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my true friend. Dwerger will swing its enlarged war pick. 16. It's afraid. This one's actually hit like every time, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Jesus. Almost maximum damage. 17. Finding a sweet spot. <sighs> I'll take eight of that. Die. This, this, this is why this, the this is one that was like range. just she's working out in the back the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just sacks of wheat or something just in his, in his like bunk. Yep. Has a picture of Frey up in his uh like the wall that he's like throwing darts at <laughs> bumping up at the montage. Yeah, saved by the rage. Uh, Alright, once again, we will wait on Celeste and go to Frey. Can you use a bardic inspiration on damage? Or does that have to just be on the It depends level? on what kind of bard you are. That, yeah, that... if you're the, Valor, I think. Is that it? I, I think Valor is like the attack bard. Knows you can add it to the damage. Uh, okay. Valor, is that the one I played? That one was you could add to AC. Oh. Basically, or, it just, swords, maybe? There, yeah, there's, there's, every, there's, every there's bard one. is a different one. I don't know what eloquence yeah. is, but if there eloquence is... Eloquence is minus to their uh, next saving throw. That's that's their thing. Right, okay. It's to, like, minus it from an enemy's saving throw. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I get advantage because he's lit up from the... Yes. Yep. The, the thing. Firebird. Yep. 21, 21 does hit. For 15. That is a really solid hit, Frey. Um, you cut that axe deep into his side, and he just grunts and staggers, and blood just seeps out of his mouth, and now his eyes just kind of go wide with fear. Still up, but looks like very heavily mortally wounded with that hit. 
is this one of those things like I could technically use a bonus action and stab him with my tiny dagger and do a paper cut and possibly kill him? Um, I think you have to have an offhand though, and you're wielding your axe with two hands technically. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. I forgot yeah. about that. All right, so she'll just whisper back to him. I told you you would die first. <laughs> Didn't the other one die first though? <laughs> when the ogre zombie's it's, crushing. It's a yeah. priority. Yeah. I mean, uh, technically, he said it after uh, the other one was dead, yeah. so. Uh, Edmund. Edmund will continue throwing rocks. Continue throwing <laughs> rocks. This way, but I don't. I don't feel like reading a bunch of spell slots. That's good. I respect that. <laughs> You're allowing me to skirt the rule about you are not going to disappear yes, them, but as long I, as it doesn't hamper us up, then I'm actually actively considering that. And when it comes yeah. to because I don't want to spend like five minutes, like 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 during his turn, like ah, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, just rocks. It's fine. I do respect that. Boy, our MVPC poll, they changed the UI a bit. Now it takes up way too much of the screen. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I didn't mean for it to do that. That's my bad. All right. Make this a little bit smaller. Hang on, folks. Sorry about that. Why is it so big? Let's try. There we go. I have, <laughs> I have the opposite of embiggened. Okay. So, yes, please vote for your MVPC. Um, ten. Which are you attacking? Who? Uh, he was swinging at the zombie. All right, ten does hit a zombie. They have wow. Hey, okay. Hey, it may surprise <laughs> you to know this, but zombies have <laughs> surprisingly low AC. <laughs> Even an ogre Amazing. zombie. Amazing. Is still just a zombie. Uh, massive hit points though. Just filthy with hit points. <laughs> That's quite a pebble there. Absolutely taking all this damage. Uh, Alright, Mr. Valravin. Alright, well, Valravin is out of, like, uh, you know, bonus actions he can do. Yeah. I've used everything. Used all the bard inspirations. That's right. Um, he will use, um, just very simply, he will use um, his command, his fey touched command. Mm. And um, he will say to the dwarf, well, shit, no. I take it back. Take it back. I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> uh, he, he was going to have the dwarf kneel, but he's already we've already got advantage of the dwarf, so it, doesn't, uh, it wouldn't matter. And Until I the end of your zombie. turn, though, then it's it turns off. It's only for that one round. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. I will do that. Okay. Take it back. Take that back. <laughs> Take back my take back. Okay. Um, the dwarf knew he could do no nothing but kneel before his betters. And kneel will be the command word. Okay. Definitely a spell. This is another wisdom save. Always the wisdom saves with you. That's right. Oh, shit. Wait, is that just a thing? Do they just have an advantage on spell resistance? Do I, do I, can I tell that? I, I think you guys might have figured that out by now, yes. The Dwarves <laughs> seem to have advantage on, uh, uh, spells as well as other things. Okay. Alright, that's it for me. Uh, but. Yeah, he shakes it off. He says, oh. 
Mr. Ogre Zombie. I'll keep trying to crush the fray. 20. Okay. He's gonna yeah. hit. How much can Frey tank? <laughs> 11 bludgeoning. I'm still up. That yeah. is, yeah. How much can Frey tank? She's, she <laughs> takes a lot of damage. This has been the most useful rage ever. Um, Celeste, we still need your your turn for this round as well. We can do you. Okay. Um, okay, so now this, I assume, is the zombie over whatever. Confirmed. Okay. How, how is he looking? Well, he's a zombie, so he's never looking great. But um, you all have done a fair number of destroying his meaty flesh bits and right now there is so many of Thimbleweed's insects crawling all over this thing just eating at it out from the inside yes. it is wholly disgusting okay uh, uh okay I'm gonna I'm run in and smack him smack a zombie mm-hmm Twenty-one. We'll certainly hit a zombie. All right, so it's five bludgeoning. Okay. Uh, and so then I can make a one-arm, an unarmed. <laughs> I've done that multiple no, no, times. You got two arms now. Two arms. <laughs> an unarmed strike. <laughs> Sixteen will hit as well. Four. Okay, this thing is. Just, I mean, it's so gross when you hit it too. It's just like yeah, oozing like and spongy and just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run away, going get it off, get it off, get yeah. it off, get it off. <laughs> it's just a walking like uh, uh, caution sign of stay away, Mister Thimbleweed. Thimbleweed. Um, I will shortbow El Zombino. Indeed you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'd or... love for you guys to calculate how much HP you think this thing has. I know. <laughs> we'll talk about I that did. in cross-side <laughs> chat, but it's been pretty funny. Uh, nine damage. It's been such a tanky battle from both ends. Uh, yes, nine damage. And once again, the insects crawling around, eating out his insides. You do notice this thing has lost significant body mass, though, and appears to be sagging down. It obviously doesn't register that at all, but you notice its movements are slower and more sluggish. Um, what and there's... percentage is he of insects now? It's, it's, <laughs> it's starting to shift, perhaps. <laughs> Just barely. Yeah. The stupid dwarf's still up. I didn't think the stupid dwarf again. is still up. I didn't think so either, if we're being honest. Um, but he leans down for and he, and he says to you in very broken comics. I've been speaking dwarves this whole time. He says, "Your death is first of many." And hopefully the dice do not betray my awesome threat. Betray. Betray. Damn it, dice! 
Uh, and he leans in, and you can tell, and he kind of swipes it, and you... How do you dodge this attack? He just, like, barely just does the move and just, like, helps his hand mm. go along, and she'll just leave him and say, Don't worry. Your deaths will be quick. <laughs> Very nice. Having an intimate conversation. They there. are having an intimate conversation. Uh, Your fingers will stay with me forever. <laughs> Great. I love it. Pray. Uh, inspiration. Uh, she's like a fucking horror uh, slasher mm -hmm. at this point, just taking bits. Uh, Celeste. Uh. I should have given myself advantage when I threatened you too. <laughs> it's just he did something cool. <laughs> he tried to do something. He tried cool. his best. He's trying his best. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm just running in again. Um, Pushing more zombie. Yep, that was yeah. the zombie. 16. That's four. Squish! Just you, you're just hitting it, and like insects are spraying out of its flesh at this point. <laughs> Do I get my cue points back? Oh, I also have bark inspiration. I kind of forgot that. That's true. Um, Give her miss. I, I suppose needed it. Um, yeah, no one's needed it yet. But you guys have been hitting just fine. Yeah. My key points I get back with a long rest, right? Short rest. Oh, short rest. Okay. Mm. Okay. Not done. So then I will. I'll, I'll spend a key point to, to do my. Uh, Um, I have um, a key fueled attack on here, and I can't remember which book this came from because I feel like something weird got to my character That's sheet. Definitely Tasha's. That's one of the Tasha's editions. I'm not really sure if it's supposed to be my character sheet or not. I think it's I, something you, you can choose to take. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, think I, I think that's yeah. what you told me. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it lets me spend a key point to make. Uh, oh, I thought that was two. Okay. No, sorry, I guess I'm wrong. Told you this is why I needed. I'm gonna start giving you a chest You gotta, you gotta press. I know. I'm sorry. Look, the baby <laughs> keeps crying. I keep having to run away to go take care of the baby. I couldn't print out my character sheet. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Flurry of blows is the one I want to do to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. This is exactly why we have everybody do basic attacks when they're not there too. That's what I was that's doing with you. Yeah, and that's, that's what Chris has been doing magic. with Edmund yeah. is his basic attack. He's like, we right, don't know. There you go. <laughs> Your sheets are already too confusing for me. Shit, all of those are hitting. Alright, nice. so yes. it's 11 more damage. Boy, hell of a punch in the last that one. That was, and in fact, guess what that's going to trigger? 
uh, well, not the Dwergers, but the Ogre Zombies Undead Fortitude. So Ortiz seven. Undead Fortitude. Yeah, seven would be a mm. knockout. Must make a con saving throw. Let me change the Ogre Zombie. Five plus a damage. So yeah, which 12? would be a 12. Jesus and it remains, uh, but it draws it up to uh, one hit point. So basically it's going to trigger that every time at this point. But you see it is like on its death well, row. if you read it backwards. But you need to be able to get that perfect headshot to take this thing down. Okay. Ray. That's me. She'll just look at the door and say, it's time. <laughs> you guys are just both very intimate now, whispering <laughs> to each other. Just both bleeding out. Of, yeah. It's kind of the same insult every time, too. Yeah. Like, you're going to die no. first. No, you're, you're going to die next. <laughs> It is you who are the one who is going to die. <laughs> Alright, so she will use uh, Reckless this time to make yeah. sure she gets him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get my advantage, because I lost it when the, the lamp thing went out. Yep. 19. Good thing you're recklessly attacked. 19 will hit. For 11 more damage. Bray, how do you kill this Dwergar? It's it's one of those that she she respects him as a combatant <laughs> because he did so well. Yeah. But take extra fingers. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. How do you kill yeah. someone you respect so much? Very quickly. Ah. It, it's like one of those like uh it's the the end of um Underworld, where like Selene lands and she has the sword and she just holds it up and it's got the blood and he goes. <laughs> you just like do a flip around and just it appears and just slides the top half, yeah. slides down. All right. And then as this axe keeps going on its trajectory, the fingers come off. <laughs> Pocket the fingers. <laughs> Of and then she'll turn and look at the big guy like, "All right, let's finish this. Come on." <laughs> And she'll try to, like, hold up a snack for him, too, to see if she can, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> say, whatever, uh, whatever commands he was given, he appears to be uh, set on fighting to the death. Alright, so she'll eat it herself, then. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the range. Uh, Edmund has Ball Robin. Mm. Yes. Um, Edmund will try to do a temple blow with his stone. See if he can down yeah. the zombie. 22 will hit. It's all about the damage five. now, right? Because you gotta get to yeah, yeah. 5 plus 5 is yeah. DC 10. DC 10, yep. Unless he just rolls bad. Oh! Temple shot! Edmund been quiet back there, punching him with the stones. All of a sudden, that one goes through the zombie's one intact eyeball. Just. <laughs> And his eyeball explodes, and the zombie, ogre zombie, falls to the ground and collapses and and just explodes, and bugs just come pouring oh. out of it and <laughs> running back to Thimbleweed. Too many bugs. Eagerly happy. Uh, open up my pant leg and let him crawl back up. <laughs> <laughs> and you all, uh, the area is clear, and the prisoner that the prince. Uh, is gone. Yeah. Saw him flee down <laughs> towards the east. I'm very sorry, Thimbleweed. Your initial uh, objections 
apparently were not heated, and we did, in fact, leave the architects <laughs> of the mushroom contamination <laughs> alive. Um, and I believe that is where we are going to end our session. Thimbleweed, you were the MVPC. Everybody liked your calling out Thimbleweed. <laughs> start of every Thimbleweed. Round of <laughs> I'm, does, does he not always do that? <laughs> Most of the time. Most of okay. the time. Okay. Okay. You also goat whispered tonight, which I feel like is that's always true. A, goat yeah, whispering yeah, is always a winner. Yeah, yeah it's great. Then wait, I like to think that one of your insects carries back a gem from inside of the ogre zombie, <laughs> <laughs> brings you a gift. Oh, that was a big one. <laughs> oh, that was a gem. All awesome. right, I believe that will end this week's session of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle. Uh, Raymond and Reese for playing. Thank you to our wonderful fans for watching, and thank you to the awesome patrons. Shouts to Platinum patrons Joe, Will, Tiny Dancer, Manuel, Wizard, Princess, Christopher, Thomas, Captain Mike, Adam, Aiden, Instant Lose, Roger, Stan, Nathan, Alex, and Shad, and Gold patrons RPG Papercrafts, Charming Grenade, Pretty Boy, and Yumit, Marcos, David, Vicente, Gilberto, The Lizard Lounge, Sam, Ross, Lumpy, Spuds, Jerome, Fatboy, 619, Scalini, Nick, Farty Mc, Butterpants, Blood Angel, Bronze, Baboon, Baboon, Nathan, and Fast Like a Tortoise. We are live streaming our DD adventures every week. We'll see you next time, and tune in soon for. Side chat. Bye. And we'll be back next week. We <laughs> will return in <laughs> session whatever. <laughs> Someone in chat put a gift for the Thimble Queen. Right. And his goat friend. <laughs> Thimble Queen. <laughs> Cross that chat, we could talk about how if you guys had done really badly, the goats would bail you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <Goat> saviors. <laughs>